I'm Tosh. And this is Mel. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. Our marvelous mahogany mom this week is Audrey Perkins, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and aspiring life coach. Audrey is the founder of Dear Single Mommy, a blog to help single moms with forgiveness healing, and freedom. She actually just published her first ebook, Mommin' and Gold Digging, The Mom's Guide to Reaching Goals. Her information will be in our show notes and featured in our social media this week. Congratulations. You too can actually nominate a mom today by completing the form on our website. And now on to the show. All right, so let's get into our topic of today. Philanthropy is the desire to promote the welfare of others expressed especially by the generous donation of money to good causes. Wealth is directly correlated to the level of giving. Although the level of wealth is far less than that of a white household, African Americans have a long-standing history of providing to philanthropic causes. Excuse me. We, and I say that term as far as Blacks and African Americans, don't consider ourselves as philanthropists. So Blacks and African Americans actually donate a higher percentage of their incomes to charity than any other ethnic group in this country. Most notably, the new Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. was constructed in part by fundraising and established philanthropies. So today we will discuss the state of philanthropy among African American women. Welcome our guest, Miss Akila Wallace. Welcome, welcome. Akila. Well, thank you so much. It gives us a great pleasure to welcome the newly appointed interim director of Faith in Texas, a multiracial interfaith movement for economic and racial justice in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. She's a native of Columbus, Ohio. Is it OU who you tend to represent? No, the oh. Ohio State University. Just, you know, yes, I just want to make sure it's correct because mm-hmm. folks get mm-hmm. all upset with. They colleges and put emphasis on the yes. the the, the OU. Okay, <laughs> I guess understood. Oh, yes. Okay, um, she's experienced in relationship manager with um, expertise in event planning and promotions, fund development, marketing, media, advertising, sales, and project management. She also attended Wright State University, where she studied business. Excuse me, business marketing and sales. Her love for connecting nonprofit organizations with resources has resulted in over $500,000 in contributions. Five million. Five Five million. million. And I was going to say, five mil, get it. Add that zero, five million. All right. In 2013, Akila launched uh, Distinguished Ones, a philanthropic initiative. It is an educational and inspiring online initiative seeking to heighten the platform for philanthropy, education, and the next generation of philanthropic. Uh, phil- this word. Philanthropist. Thank you, philanthropists <laughs> of color throughout North Texas. The City Influencer featured her article, 
why African-American philanthropy (laughs) matters. I'm so sorry. Akila is an honoree of the Dallas Business Journal 40 Under 40 and recipient of the Dallas Foundation Top 10 Good Works Under 40 Award. There is a laundry list of everything in Dallas-Fort Worth that Akila is a part of. And if you don't know her in this city, you just are living under a rock, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Now, if you are a listener outside of our area, that's cool. You can actually read through everything that this woman and mother is a part of um, on our show notes. But I will tell you, she's the proud mother of two sons, one who has actually graduated from college. Jamil, high school, excuse me. I know <laughs> I've already progressed him all the way through, um, Jamil and Jace. And so thank you so, so much for being on our show. Don't start crying because you know you. what? Because <laughs> I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> so we're going to dive into it. Um how do you get your how did you get into this whole world of philanthropy and philanthropic ways of the world? Um, let's see. I've been volunteering in a variety of capacities since um, my early twenties when um, I was invited to participate in a leadership development program through the United Way of Central Ohio, um, in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm originally from. And so it was through that that I made some connections and some people invited me to serve um, on some boards and and committees. And so that was kind of like my introduction to Mm -hmm. um, the service world and showing up and being a part, um, being able to give of my talents and um, you know, of course, it was, I was young, and they like, yes, and you also have to make a financial contribution, you know, as part of this board or committee. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I could do that as well. And then um, also um, just my time. And, and okay. so all of those three components to me is uh, what encompasses um, a philanthropist when you're able to give of your time, talents, and treasures. Nice. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that you are chair of is the Heritage Giving Fund. Yes. Tell our listeners more about that. So Heritage Giving Fund is a giving circle at Dallas Women's Foundation. We are a collective of Black and African-American women. Um, There are 42 women now uh, who are part of this. Um, We launched a giving circle in August of 2017 during Black Philanthropy Month. Um, Shout out to um, across the nation to all of the various Black giving circles and funds and um, foundations that are directly connected to the efforts sparked through Black Philanthropy Month. So, um, my founding officers, um, myself as founder and chair, and then um, two of my dear mentors um, and confidants um, joined me as officers, Dr. Francois Booker-Drew, um, accepted my invitation um, to join as the Grants Committee Chair. And then our co-chair is Dr. Halima Leek-Francis, um, mm-hmm. both uh, wonderful women who have been engaging in the philanthropic space for many years, um, assisting as on both sides as being um, those who were able to make decisions and uh, dispersing funds out into the community, uh, as well as um, being, I'm sorry, as philanthropists themselves and giving out money, but also as in the roles of grants reviews and grants committees with Dallas Women's Foundations and um, Texas Muslim Women Foundation. Um, as well as um, having experience with being the ones of soliciting dollars. Um, and so mm-hmm. working directly um, as staff in philanthropic departments. Um, so it was important to me to be able to bring um, some like-minded women on board and those that mm-hmm. I loved and admired to um, stand in solidarity with me um, and working to heighten awareness about um, the wonderful 
and historic contributions that um, Black people, specifically um, Black women, have been making um, to support our communities in a variety of ways. Um, and then Heritage Giving Fund, uh, every member makes a contribution of at least $500 um, as a member initial member level, or you can be a voting member at an annual contribution of $1,000. And so that's not much. Yeah, no, no. We wanted to make pretty, it um, pretty, uh, reasonable. And, reasonable. And the yeah. goal was to um, assist in building a pipeline of new and emerging philanthropists. Um, and those who, you know, often, as you shared in the definition of philanthropy, oftentimes it's associated with a certain level of wealth. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also mm -hmm. associated with, um, um, you know, with non-black people oftentimes and specifically um, Caucasian people. And so... It was my goal to, you know, especially um, in my time, I worked at the Dallas Women's Foundation for about four and a half years and creating an opportunity that where black women could see themselves in a space where they were, could be welcomed in engaging in philanthropy in this way. Because, mm -hmm. again, we've been philanthropists without the True. title That's, yes. Um, yes, for yes. generations, right? Mm -hmm. we, know, we know how to we're come together. We're always giving. Yes, we're right. always giving. giving to somebody else. And or I would always say, and then my other example, and I had put it in and I, take, and I took it out, I wanted to use the 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 definition of like tithing. So if you tithe above and beyond mm. your income, to yeah. me, that portion is contributing to the philanthropic philanthropic sorry philanthropic cause to the church you know yeah. whatever church you might be affiliated with so you know we do above the and beyond building like you're like you're yeah yeah contribute mm -hmm. extra to the building fund or the women's fund so just saying like what you're mentioning we 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 do it. We just don't own the title to it. That's you know? correct. And even, um, you know, I want to make sure everyone's aware that your entire uh, tithe and donations and contributions to your um, faith communities is um, tax deductible. So that, 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 <laughs> not, not just what you get go over receipts. and beyond. Yes, get your receipts. receipts. Get your receipts. I, I hear you. Um, I hear you. Make sure, you know, get your receipts from your um, your faith community. Especially. <laughs> Oh, tax goodness. season is coming. Oh, yes. gosh. So, <laughs> I, love that. I want to talk about your article. If you can, try yeah. to summarize or give me a, a good response in the article. Why African Americans' um, uh, philanthropy matter? Uh, it matters because we have an important role and responsibility in helping to um, continue to sustain our communities. It is um, our personal responsibility to step up with our our giving to support our own. Um, what I saw um, in my time in working in various spaces in here in the Dallas-Fort Worth market, specifically in the philanthropic spaces and development space as a fundraiser, was that... Um, there were many um, loving, very, you know, generous and um, genuine um, white women and white men as well who were giving to um, organizations, who are giving to organizations that are predominantly serving black and Latino um, communities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we appreciate them and we thank them for their support. However, it is vital to me that we as a black community see ourselves individually and collectively in in, in understanding our our power and and power in all aspects of that and for me our our funding capacities um it, that was the reason why I wanted to start Heritage Giving Fund because I understood that yes you know many of us we give contributions you know sporadically across mm -hmm. the place and it's kind of spread but when there's significant impact when we come together and we pool our resources together. So, you know, of the our 42 members, yes, they were already giving in some way in a variety of 
and to a variety of different organizations, whether it includes, you know, their faith community and or, you know, some small congregation or even when someone, you know, was selling Girl Scout cookies, they made sure to buy a bunch of boxes um, or when, you know, us at, you know, parents at St. Phillips um, School, Melissa and I are parents there. Uh, you have a kid, too. Got baby there? Oh, yes, we I all do. St. Phillips mommy. <laughs> you know, but so we out here hustling um, chocolate bars right now. No, y'all and, out there. <laughs> I'll put that on the radio. Okay. For, for our national I'll listeners um, and, and beyond, I am a, I'm privy to this as well growing up. Of course, they <laughs> do a yearly fundraiser selling chocolate, World's Finest Chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm privy to World's Finest Chocolate as well growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I will say I am all chocolate out. I am a woman on the other side of 30, as I say, and I was, I've been selling chocolate <laughs> From the age All of six. You need like a W-9 now? Is that what you're saying? Probably whatever is beyond a W-9. <laughs> okay. Okay. You on the payroll for real. Okay. I should have bought some shares in World Finest Chocolate <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point. I don't mm-hmm. think it's too late. I think it, it, it probably ain't. So literally from the age of six, I have been selling World's Finest Chocolate. So when I saw that um, posted, and any mom out there who's out there hustling, hustling the Come chocolates, on, whether, whether it be y'all hustling the chocolates or y'all hustling the Girl Scout cookies, you know, I'm going to see y'all. I'm going to see y'all when season come around now. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel your pain, but... It's yeah. another, it's another point, side of philanthropy, yes, though. It's another it's another it really is. It is. It's, yeah, it's, you're, it's right, you're right. You're right. Or some of us, you know, we're getting together and we're making lunches and you know, handing them out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're cooking meals. So there's a variety of ways. So the, it was when I wrote the article, and that article is a few years old. Um, this was back when the uh, Dallas affiliate of Urban League was still open, and so okay, that particular article was article was really also you know hopefully in my mind at the time was hoping to, you know, really lift the conversation around, hopefully mm-hmm. engaging uh, more black people and seeing the value and importance of us um, getting behind that particular organization. Because I made a very direct call to action in that article for mm-hmm. us to get behind the Dallas Urban League um, with our financial giving because I understood that they were doing significant work that was um, directly targeting um, our low to moderate income and working class um, families in the Lancaster Keys area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from job readiness, career training, mm-hmm. you know, assistance with, you know, hey, my, my light bill about to be cut off. Who, who do I turn to? They could mm-hmm. come to them for emergency um, utility um, assistance. You know, so all of these things that um, were really vital and important to our community um, and, and training, skill sets, trainings and, and the likes. And, you know, there were some struggles financially. And I just felt like it was our responsibility. Um, And at the time I was younger and and my voice wasn't as big, you know, because I I definitely probably would have taken that article and really tried to do more, created more momentum and uh, and really tried to wrap a um, campaign around it. But, you know, all that to say that it's important for everyone to understand the impact of what we can, what we can do and what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just wanting to challenge us to be more strategic um, about what our giving could potentially look like. If just, you know, more of us said, you know, instead of us spreading it, you know, across, you know, little bits here to all these different organizations, really thinking through where, where, where do my um, values align? Mm -hmm. What am I most passionate about? Mm. Um, Who has, 
made contributions in my life or my family's life, um, you know, when I was younger, you know, were you the kid who, you know, was dependent on boys and girls clubs after school programs, you know, because your, you know, parents had to work late, um, you know, think about that now and, you know, the value of saying, you know what, they they did something major for me, let me get, and, I, and I'm still in touch with several of the other people who I was there with, because mm-hmm. uh, we connected on uh, the never-ending uh, network called Facebook, um, and <laughs> it's like, never. Y'all, did y'all be getting friend requests from people like you went to elementary school with? And I'm like, whoo. Sure. I mean, well, yeah. you know what? I say, I, I literally, I, I am friends, Facebook friends with people I went to elementary oh, school with. Too, I say that to say, ooh. There was only 40 of us that graduated together. So, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. It's not like it was a large thing. Now, my high school, my high school was like, dang, near like 2,000 kids. You know what I mean? That wow. graduated. So, what? but I'm still Facebook friends with some of my high school people. Well, see, think about the power and just switching it to the power of your alumni of your high school. Right. Right. If right. all of them, mm-hmm. if, you know, because there's alumni associations for colleges, right? But, yeah. you know, some of us may come from, you know, schools that are struggling. And, you know, if we just said, you know what, man, you know, you go back, sometimes we go back to our schools for homecoming games or whatever. And you're like, oh man, look at the track. Wow, these bleachers are really struggling. The school's mm-hmm. not really looking as good as it did when we was there. Um, but if we were, you know, take the time to go, you know, let me reach out to the principal and really ask, you know, what are you in need of? Because many of our schools are in need of, you know, updated books. Um, they, they're technology, you know, for many of our inner city schools. You know, some of these other schools, boy, every kid was given a computer or a tablet and everything, you know, all the technology they possibly need to be successful. However, you know, many of our schools are still struggling to get that. And, you yeah. know, and the kids at home don't have mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and all those things. So I'm just bringing, lifting up the variety of needs in our community and thinking of ways that we can be more intentional about what we're giving to it. So, and again, with the alumni, if, you know, if, if 2,000 of y'all, you know, if even 10% of y'all were to say, look, we've talked to the principal, we've identified some needs at the school, you know, or maybe we, you know, whether it's scholarships or, you know, a particular group of students or, you know, the debate team are trying to, you know, they can't afford to get to, you know, out of town to go do, be in the national competition or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And us beginning to wrap our arms around around um, the needs of our communities more. You know, it can be that or it can be, you know, something that's uh, more complex. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're noticing that, you know, the same, um, you know, house-deprived person, um, person without a home, because, you know, we don't want to call them homeless um, per se, but, you know, that you see them, you know, you say, you know what, hey, let me ask all my friends, if, you know, if we can, you know, find a way to, Support this individual. Yes, um, finding know, your yeah. passion yes. or yes. knowing what you're and find, having like-minded individuals yes. get together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I usually find like the hesitation to provide that type of service or give mm-hmm. or or um, funding. Um, if we're forced to do it or pressured to do it, we're less likely to do it. Versus mm-hmm. if we um, want to, you know, like she mentioning the 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 internal passion for it to help you. You, you, you feel know, like you're less likely you're to less get money? You're less likely if you're forced to it. If someone is constantly, you know, coming down my throat, here, donate $5. Here, donate $5. I, I you feel know, like I mean, it I depends know. upon what I it is. Know. Like, you, you, think? you know, I've seen funding or campaigns where it's like, you know, your $10 equals one meal for a person. If I have an understanding of where it's going to, I'm probably more likely to go, oh, well, I'll give 50 bucks. And I feel like that's going to get make sure so many people are getting X, Y, and Z items. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something that's, for me, that always helps me to give. Sure. Um, but like Akila's saying, like, you know, um, I, I wish, well, I, 
some people have heard me talk about my high school and um, it, it has, I feel like, a good alumni base or great alumni base. Um, and shout out to Montgomery High School. But there are murals that are at the school that have been painted over. And we were like, well, if we had known that you were going to paint over these, we would have paid for someone to come out and double check this. Were the murals um, kind of decreasing? Were they kind of falling apart? My understanding is they weren't. Okay. I think there's other like political things going on within there. But I think to Akilah's point in terms of everyone banding together, people band together like in the Facebook group and they went and called the principal or that that principal and, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get a solution going. So I think, you know, we're not giving any money right now. But we have a voice. We have a collective voice mm-hmm. is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I don't feel like I'm forced to give money because okay. it's, it's, it's personable to me. Right. It means something to me. I'm not just giving $5 to A, B, and C sure. organization. Okay, of course. And then I wanted to touch on it because when you're bringing up when people are, you know, asking you and, you know, and some people may be more aggressive of, you know, in the way, in the manner of which they're asking for your financial support. However, as a fundraiser, I'm a true believer. I'm I'm more in line with that person or, you know, those organizations who are, you know, just constantly asking and making the ask versus the many who are in dire need who never make the ask and mm. then they're financially struggling. So this is a point that I want to bring up as it relates to many of our smaller grassroots organizations that are led um, predominantly by black women. Okay. Um, and, you know, them not having, you know, the same level of training and understanding around fundraising because oftentimes these nonprofits are started out of um, pa- passion projects. And sure. I don't say mm-hmm. that in a negative light. No. Um, you know, something that you're really passionate about or, you know, concerned about is you've had a personal experience or, you know, something has um, drawn you to say, I want to start a, um, an organization to continue to work in this space. Um, and many times I would come into contact, and especially, you know, now as founder of Heritage Giving Fund, because I failed to mention that we're only funding organizations that um, are small grassroots, you know, budgets under 500 million, I'm sorry, 500,000 that are led by Black women and that serve majority um, black women and or girls and so what we've and what I'm seeing with many of these organizations is that they are do- they are doing and wanting to do really vital, important work. They're busting their butts. They're doing mm-hmm. everything on their own. You know, you know, some have you know limited volunteer base. You know, that's that's supporting them. And unfortunately, I mean, they're doing the work. They're paying oftentimes out of their personal salaries, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if, they've, if they've been the one to walk out on faith, oftentimes they're de- depleting their, um, you know, they may have been in corporate and they're depleting their 401k that they have taken out to, you know, to financially support um, their their efforts and, you know, all of those things or, you know, just, you know, barely getting by, you know, through maybe, a, you know, a few individual contributions from some loved ones and friends who, you know, see what they're doing and want to support them. And my struggle oftentimes sometimes is that one they're only um, depending on you know grant applications and they're just we're in the grind you know women you know we, yeah. especially black women we put our heads down we just want to do this we're going to do it and we're going to do it and we're going to do it right mm-hmm. no matter if we burning ourselves out and negatively impacting. yeah we'll be in the hospital yeah still you know what I mean some money. unhealthy you know all, mm-hmm. all kinds of issues right you know this this ripple effect um, all this to say I'm leading up to all of those things and at the end of the day they're not asking they're not making the ask. Mm. And so I'm in support of the ones like make the ask, take a chance, 
make the ask. Make sure that it's a it's a strong ask that it's you know connected to un- helping an individual who you're speaking to this prospect, this donor prospect, and ensuring that you know they understand the impact of their donation. My struggle and why you know I'm glad to be a part of this. Um, uh, I personally with mymology today is to be able to lift up you know anyone who may be leading a nonprofit organization right now yeah. to inspire you to to step out of your um your comfort zone and make the ask. Yes, there are some people who mm-hmm. may be annoyed by you know mm-hmm. you making the ask, but however, mm-hmm. what you may find is that you may. Um, you know, discover more people who didn't even realize what you were doing. They didn't even understand the impact of the work that you're trying to make. And if in just one short, you know, you know, thirty second elevator pitch, you could potentially lift up either twenty five dollars or you could lift up a thousand. You never know what might come about to give us the vibration. Look at me, give me the vibration. (laughs) Yes, you are because I do have some church outside of this. There's stuff that I do that I'm like, she is she talking to me? Has she heard? She's talking to you. Has she heard something around the DFW area? She's talking to you because I know you be in my phone like, girl, you asked? Well, Well, I just... But but what you mentioned... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So what is... For for those who don't know, what is the ask? How does someone do Uh -uh. the... I know know it's a whole whole workshop, Akila. It is. I know it is, but just break it down in three points. My God. What is the ask? (laughs) And I feel like it's dependent on the personality too. You know what I mean? Because like you, you can go, but I'm like, "Eh." and and many of the listeners that listen to me, that's always like, you know, as black women, we don't want to ask for help. Well, we, we, I know, listen, I hear you, I hear you. work through that. Child. And so, but you know, but just in in general, and I'm not speaking. I'm not yes. speaking about me personally. But you know, it's like especially that the 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 thing of money. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'll I'll, I'll, yeah, say, well, I'll, I'll sideline my, my 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 question but, and ask yeah, this. Yeah, but ask your but or yeah, as give a your general, points. Do you feel like how much does relationship matter? I'll segue. I'll wait for my question. My original question to be answered. Yes. Okay. How much does relationship matter for the ask? It matters a lot now when you ask that are you saying whether like how much do I need to know you to ask you for money um I would hope you know a little enough to do I need have to already homie? identified this person as a potential um a potential yes um so here's the thing mm-hmm. it's clearly you know if you this person you you thinking you know you're talking with them and you kind of know them a little bit you know but you know if you had to think through your mental rolodex really quick right yeah and you've you know all they ever seen to post about is about um you know animals and you know just the, the nature the trees and everything right mm-hmm. you you can kind of assess that you know that's that's their that's their love that's their passion right not to say that that's their the only thing that they have an interest in because many of us have interest in a variety of things right um but just just know that if you your focus is on um hunger you know you, you may have a, a a longer journey to take with that particular individual and you know inspiring them you know to potentially give to your work right true um not to say that there isn't there couldn't be a potential yes at some point but it is important for you to do your research and so obviously if you're face to face with a stranger right mm-hmm. and it's like oh okay I know nothing about you the relationship 
is established by what questions you're going to ask as you're getting to know this person, right? It, it, no one wants any, just some random person just popping up on them out of nowhere. Like, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's Akila. Oh, okay, my name is Shanika. Oh, nice to meet you, Shanika. So I got this organization. I'd love for you to make a contribution to it um, if you could. What? What? Excuse me? Yeah, that doesn't work in any way. But if in, you know, some way you've been able to engage and, you know, some level of conversation, you've gotten to know them, they, you know, maybe shared, you know, what school they went to or, you know, where they're from or, you know, but it's the goal of you as the fundraiser or the one who is wanting to make extend the invitation to someone to invest in your, uh, in the work that you're leading, that you ask the right questions. You need to know that my goal is to get to know this individual with the purpose of finding out what is um, their their interests, what are their passions, um, you know, whether, you know, to some degree, depending on um, what the topic may be, especially, you know, with me um, leading Faith in Texas, you know, we're interested in, you know, what are some of the, the pains, what, you know, what 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 keeps you up at night potentially or what, you know, what are the issues that you, you know, have the most questions about or, you know, are interested in, you know, being involved or just, you know, thinking through, you know, how you you can um, create some level of change or, you know, extend, you know, sustain something or, you know, contribute to the trajectory um, in someone's life or in any particular movement. So it's important that relationship per se isn't necessarily that there's a true like you're, we're now we had to wait till we, we became friends or, you mm-hmm. know, that you're actually like related to me. You know, it doesn't, the relationship hasn't, that doesn't have to be established in that way. I mean, there is a process, um, you know, in formalized development space and part of the, what we call the moves management cycle of um, establishing relationships with donors. You know, one is just the identification of an individual, you know, mm-hmm. by the many ways in which that can happen. And through that um um, identification you just kind of exploring and get to know the person and, you know and sharing about yourself and then at some point if you determine that you know yes there's there's potential and one also it's important to like just ask the, yeah. not to ask for money I'm talking about the ask in you know if you've shared you know what it is that you do you ask you know does that does that sound interesting to you you know do you you know have you had any um experience with you know this particular you know obviously the yeah. subject or yeah. you know that and if they say oh yeah you know what you're right i remember you know when you know i was in after school you know or i had, i was in that summer program and they used to give us that little that little lunch every day with the little apple and that mm-hmm. little little frozen you know almost still frozen juice you had to you know slip the aluminum lid off of <laughs> I'm just <laughs> she's reflecting right yeah I was just like that I, I was like <laughs> right I know, then, I know exactly what you were talking yes, about but it allows for the person it, it, they're humanizing mm-hmm. their experience yeah. right and you're learning and, and they start to and they think through like wow and you go wow well just so you know you know oftentimes those meals are you know they used to be a part of a government program and there's been major cuts you know since you know we experienced it and mm-hmm. so oftentimes these meals are you know per, you know the, the summer programs you know are in in partnership with, you know, not only whatever government entity, but, you know, the contributions of individuals who understand this importance of kids having a meal during the summer, you know, because sometimes they, mm-hmm. they go home because okay. they're home, okay. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of take them on you this, the spill, this yeah. journey, yeah, but then yeah. you have to ask them, you know, wow, you know, I have this program in which, you know, we're getting behind this and da-da-da, you know, would that be something you'd be interested in? 
Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you think, you know, then you already have your touch point as it relates to the ways that they can be become further engaged, inviting them to something. If they can be physically present at anything, you know, asking if it's okay to add them to your um, email list or, you know, you know, please, you know, follow us on social media. Here, let me, let's pull it up right now. You have your phone? Yeah. And, you know, you have to, you know, can't let people sure. just leave and trust that they, they're going to do everything on their own. Sometimes you got to catch them in that moment. But yeah, there so all of these are a part of that relationship that you're mm-hmm. working to establish with the goal of getting to the ask because um, it's back to the cycle real quick. So there's identification um, as you're kind of going through these conversations. This is all a part of cultivating. You're cultivating a relationship. So we call that cultivation and all of the steps and the ways that you engage with that individual and the length of time can vary. You know, you have to do your research and determining, you know, how soon or how long it make you know, because for some people, depending on the size of the gift or, you know, the mm-hmm. individual, it mm-hmm. could take up to a year, right? Um, and some people it could be immediate. Um, you could just say it on the spot and everybody say, here, I got $20 on me. I, I love what you're doing. You know, God bless you, you know, and, and keep it moving, right? Um, and then you solicitation or more so the ask is, you know, the, the moment of which, you know, you believe there's been enough time and, and possibly some, that person is giving you hints that, you know, you know, I really want to give, you know, I want to do more, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure what else I can do. You know, oftentimes people use word, language like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like codes for us to be like, yeah, ah, okay, it's ready wait, for us. <laughs> yes. And so right. And so then you're face to face with them and you 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 know you give them an update on what's taking place and let them know what the need is and then you you know you make the ask. And the most important part of this process, you know, hopefully you make the ask, they say yes, yay, um, is the stewardship. Um, you know, and bringing uh-huh. this back full circle because stewardship and what we also call donor relations and ensuring that, you know, um that you you know, one, you start with a thank you. You would you'd be surprised in the number of people who they put in all the time and effort to uh, to make the ask, and then the, they get what they want from somebody, then they turn it back because they didn't went on to the next person to make their ask to, and never even thought to say thank you. Thank yous go a long way, and there's a variety of ways that you can um you can do the thank you, and. Also, it's important that you steward the relationship accordingly that, you know, once you thank them, that you still keep them engaged, make sure that they're invited, you know, to things. They they know what's going on because there's nothing worse than um, one, you know, the person never hearing thank you or and or they hear thank you. But then you like go ghost on them. <sighs> Like it's just an annual event and like nothing happened in <laughs> yeah, between right? the annual event to the next it's annual time. event. Next like, it's for until money. It's next it's year, right? Yeah. And also here you are. Yeah. Where you been? Like hi. Like, like a relationship with a significant other. Where you been? Yeah. Like the flu. <laughs> you just knock up. Oh, like, yeah, God. yeah. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing like you know yeah. getting ghosted, right? Yeah. No, no one likes to be ghosted. And then the worst part is, I mean, you deal with the ghost. Like, okay, all right, they done dipped. I ain't heard from them in a while. Okay, you go through that process, right? I don't know if y'all did y'all watch Insecure. Yes, man. It was nothing worse than you know. He yes, didn't ghost it all that time. And then the boy <laughs> had the nerve to just show about a nowhere. I mean, no way. Look, I. But we digress. Okay. Okay. So again, stewardship. <laughs> I, I like how you connected that, though. That was nice. That was a good analogy. All the mama saw it. All the mama saw So anyway, you, you know. so good analogy. Understanding that, you know, people want to know, keep them engaged. Let them know still what's going on. You know, keep them in the loop. You know, whatever case may be. Even if they can't come to things, still invite them, right? Until they tell you, you know, hey, I don't want you, you know, okay, chill. I don't want you. I don't want to hear from you anymore, right? Okay. Keep it going. Make the assumption that they want to hear from you, even when they're silent, um, until they tell you they don't. Because mm-hmm. you never know when it's time to make the next ask. 
they're not completely out of the loop and like, well, what you what you doing back? I ain't heard from you since the last time you asked for some money. Gotcha. Versus, mm. you know, them saying, wow, I heard, I saw what you guys were doing. I saw you posted those pictures. Those were really cool or whatever the case may be, right? Um, so yeah, that's my, sure. my long no, spiel. Tell them. No, tell them. No, your no she gave, us a, good, she gave us a good workshop and, and I think I answered your one, two, three. three. I think oh, yeah, I did. She, yeah, she did. I was writing notes. I was going to be on the site. Thank you. A good breakdown of what to do. Let's get this money. Right. Let's spin it though. What have you seen working in your extensive experience and increase or a decrease in mm. black women philanthropy? Increase. An increase. Is it an increase because it's social media out there or just an increase financially? I believe um, there's all of the above. Um, mm. And even though we have significant wealth disparities um, between what black women make and uh, white women and uh, even Latina women and Asian American women, um, yes, there, we are seeing increased giving, yes, Thanks to um, wonderful, you know, the advancements in technology and, you know, everyone now, you know, wanting to do a Facebook fundraiser for their birth, birthday. And, um, you know, the we had the season of all the GoFundMes and, you know, and you being able to see personally, you know, the story of, you know, um, a, a mother who's, you know, um, fighting cancer. And, you know, and they give the story of, you know, her having the children that needs to be taken care of. And, you know, in the final stages and the medical bills are piling up. Right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, those 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 tug at our heartstrings and we're like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I have an extra 10. I want a blue 10. You know what I mean? Just on the, you know, my meal at Wingstop because th- those wings are expensive. But um. <laughs> Anyway, and so, but it's a good perspective. Yes, let's connect it to the things that we don't mm-hmm. think about that we just regularly throw our not throw you know that we spend our money on. Um, yes, it's important that we eat, but also we, we do realize that some of us can afford um, to spend a little bit more um, and do a lot more with the um, extra, extra money that we have over and beyond our um, our responsibilities, um, our bills, and the likes. And so, I lost track of what I was saying, y'all. We was talking about the um, increase. Why? Yes, yes what, the so increase. So the technology, yeah. but then also um, we, you know, I was, you know, research is showing that more, you know, black women are graduating from, you know, with higher degrees. Um, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're advancing in careers. Mm-hmm. Um, the percentage of, of business uh, entrepreneurs, you know, rep- is represented by black women. Mm-hmm. And so we are um, breaking ground in various ways of which we are um, accessing um, more money money and resources um, for ourselves, for our families, and for our communities, because the more money we receive, um, oftentimes the more money we're going to give away um, in whatever way that may look, whether it's directly to um, a service organization or directly to our family members when they um, need us um, or, you know, to our girlfriends or or the likes, right? Um, So, yes, there are increases in giving. And then also, um, I I want to give a shout out to, you know, thanks to collective efforts like Black Giving Circles Mm -hmm. Um, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. um, There's, you know, Heritage Given funds and the given circle that I assisted in founding or that I founded. Um, but then there's another given circle called The Village, which is founded by a, a group of black women. Um, and their giving levels um, start at $2,500. Um, these are um, some women who are probably, you know, a little bit more established in their giving and um, in, in their careers and and have the capacity to give at that level. Um, but collect um, they collectively between the two 
um, giving circles in less than um, one year. Um, this is a combination of about 80 something black women between the two. So I think they mm-hmm. have about 40 something members. We have 40 something. Um, so, you know, approximately just under 90 black women in less than a year have um, raised. It's over 100 and uh, about 60 something thousand dollars. Wow. In under a year. Yes. And and it's not to say that... Just in one city. Yeah. You know, And this is like just, you know, just starting. And, and really, you know, with... Not to say it was minimal effort, but, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like, you know, getting going and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and women have the capacity and the ability, but, you know, not... In our first years, you know, I was in conversations with the leadership of the, the village and, you know, and, and us, we know that, you know... We all have a lot going on in our careers, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we were doing like hardcore like fundraising efforts. Mm-hmm. This was just off of like GP. So we're already thinking about like, okay, when you know now we can be now more you can really fundraising, fundraising, right? right? Yeah. So yes. to think about yes. the the very intentional fundraising efforts we're getting ready to be able to do, and this isn't by you know like you know like it's going to be literally through making asks to the women who already exist in our networks. Mm-hmm. Right. So of the 80 something, mm. if, if just one, all, every single member asks one other woman yep. to give doubling. Right. Yep. But many of us are very engaged in our community and many of them are corporate leaders as well. So we have the opportunity to unlock like unbelievable amounts of money. And this is just with two giving circles. Right. Many of us were already giving, all of us for the most part, were already giving in some way to a variety of different organizations, mm-hmm. you know, some of us, you know, directly, whether it's by purchasing tables or tickets to events mm-hmm. or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, the, the various mixes. strength and number. Right? Okay. You know, being members of, um, you know, organizations of, you know, the, the Greek organizations and their giving, as well as Jack and Jill and the Lynx and, and many other historic or, um, organizations have already been doing significant work in giving um, in, in different ways. But just as, when you say that and we begin our conversations, I mean, even, you know, with you two, just think about the, the black women in your networks, right? If you just start, just even the moms. Mm-hmm. Not to say that everyone's, you know, like, right, man, I don't have a thousand dollars or five hundred to, well, to, well, to give. Well, but, but that, that, that segues to a question. Yeah, I, but yeah. we also pay in installments. Let me just Thank say you. that. Thank you. These that's where just, I was going to go. We are just, you know, many of us aren't. And I think that's the misconception to me, yeah. too. It's like they, you know, if you say twenty five hundred or even if you say a thousand, that's something they want up front. But when no. you look at that, or even $500 over a span of 12 months, that's $60. Correct. That's a sew-in. You went there. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. You know? Yeah, I would rather say that than, I would rather say that than the light bill, because of course you need to keep your lights on, right? Yes. Yeah. But You just don't go to DSW that month, and that's okay. Yeah, that's a pair of shoes. That is going out, honestly, to eat twice. Yep. You know, it's very achievable. It's it's achievable. How easy? How hard was it for you to start the giving circle? Um, it was um, for those that are easy. in. Cities, <laughs> she said it was no. easy. And no, I said because we have listeners who may yeah. be really interested. Like, yeah. is this a is this an attainable thing? Are they looking at five years down the line? Are we looking at like if a listener, one of our mom, momologists, would like to start like tomorrow? What is their expectation timeline? Everyone's, you know, journey is different. What is the expectation timeline for them to go, boom, we've got 30 moms and we've got $5,000 in the pot. Awesome. And they're middle class. Yes, yes. Well, of course, I'll, I'll start by saying, you know, 
the best way to learn is to get engaged with one that's already existing. So I would extend an invitation to consider um, joining Heritage Giving Fund um, as an in- entry point to learning about giving circles and engaging with other women who've already had experiences, um, as well as, you know, a direct, you know, connection to me and, you know, and our leaders to, to, to Are you share. guys only Dallas? Oh, yes. Sorry. We're, we're Dallas-Fort Worth. So, yes, you, you, um, National Station. So I would say it's the starting part isn't necessarily hard. You know, you can find um, a local um, foundation, um, community foundation and, you know, find out um, if they have giving circle opportunities. You may ask them if they have um, field of interest funds um, or, you know, many have donor advice funds. These are some of the technical terms um, and see. But what I would do is say start with um, researching the community investment network. CIN, Community Investment Network. It is the national um, organization that kind of serves as the umbrella to black giving circles across the country. So I will start, let me say that, yeah, start there for Mm -hmm. those of you, um, you know, in other areas to see if there are other giving circles in your area and reach out to them um, to get information from them about the processes that they went through and recommendations and, and also to see whether or not it may be just viable for you to bring you and your crew um, to join um, an existing giving circle. Okay. Um, however, you know, if after doing that, you establish, you know, that no, we want to do this on our own, um, you know, work with one, get, you can get information from Community Investment Network about, you know, and materials on, you know, the various ways and options to start and, you know, how, because I believe some may have their um, money housed in a bank accounts mm-hmm. um, but many are with a community foundation and it's um served as like a donor advice fund or field of interest fund okay. um, so it's not so much hard and everyone is totally different like you know how you come up with you know what your giving looks like your giving levels you know all of those aspects um are determined on the members i mean you can set the criteria for how um it is you know for us being at the Dallas Women's Foundation, many of the community foundation have a minimum um, amount of dollars that um, you must have in for it to start the account or to have a donor advice fund. So okay. Dallas Women's Foundation, the, the minimum was $25,000. So we knew at a minimum we needed to be able to uh, to raise $25,000. Um, it's my understanding, I believe, at Communities Foundation of Texas, I think their minimum may only be $10,000. Um, okay. and, and they're just now getting going with some giving circles. Um, I know that there's a giving circle over there that just started um, with a, um, a group of Asian American um, youth, which is pretty awesome. So mm. don't, also don't feel limited that, you know, this is just about uh, adults as well. Um, or women, you know, you could spouses, you know, men do it with your entire family, you know, families coming together. Um, mm. This is all about collective giving. And so it can be, you know, set up in a way that you feel is most beneficial um, to you and your needs. But also, you know, just understanding also, you know, how complex it is or not is dependent on you. You know, like for us, um, it was important to also, you know, include the the piece around awareness. And so, you know, we have, you know, social media pages, you know, because we want people to follow us, you know, but then again, then remember, you got to keep them things up, right? You got to have some content to constantly be posting or putting up. And some don't do any of that at all. They just, you know, are focused on what their members are doing. You know, some, you know, you know, have it so that their memberships are going out doing direct community service and, you know, and they're doing a lot of other things versus just raising money. So it's what you um, want to make it I would just recommend hmm. researching um, the um, other what other people are doing and seeing what um, many of the options are and you may even come up with some um, some new ideas that work um, best for your given circle so okay. cool. yeah 
You touched a point, and this is my last question for you, um, as far as setting like family setting up, yeah, stuff like that. How can we develop strategies for engaging future generations um, mm, yes. with giving opportunities? So, let's see. One is, it's in, I think, a response to many other ways of which we begin to instill different values in our children um, is by them seeing us doing it. So that's the mm. first step is being an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, my, my sons, you know, I haven't necessarily moved to the point, well, at least I'll speak for my youngest, you know, to the point of like very specific being very targeted saying, son, you know, it's time to make sure we're giving and, you know, doing all these things. And, um, but they know, you know, he does attend, you know, meetings with me. I've explained to him what heritage is. You know, I explained to him why we're, you know, um, sometimes we've gone and done volunteer work. You know, I'm talking through it. So th- he gets to be a witness um, to me doing it. Now, my oldest, who's 18 now, you know, when he um, got his first um, full-time job, you know, kind of made it a requirement <laughs> that, you know, break down the you know, his pay and, you know, the percentages and saying, okay, so you have an obligation to, you know, get pay yourself, you know, savings. And, you know, mm-hmm. of course you got the tithes as um, as uh, believers. Um, but then also, you know, I said, there's, you know, a percentage that you come up with that you believe that you um, find that's important in investing in somebody or work that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, through witnessing and then just being very intentional about how you're introducing it um, to your children. Um, and then, there's there's other ways, you know, of course there's there's books and you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, just um I hadn't really thought too much yeah. about that particular I mean, no, question. No, it's just yeah. it's just a question that no, came to me. And I was just like, well, how can we continue to keep that legacy going? And you I, know what I mean? I mean, I think, you know, like she said, like involving our children, not just us talking about it yeah. Yeah. amongst ourselves. But having our children go with us, I think we've had a few guests um, on previous episodes um, talk about how they bring their kids to meetings and whatnot. And I think as moms that are at the table, when we see another mom bring in their child, be accepting of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the meetings, but to community service and going, oh, man, I should have brought mine. Um, and making sure that they have a follow-up piece to it to mm-hmm. understand or maybe a pre-piece educational part about hey this is what we're about to do mm-hmm. this is why we're going to do it and then having them I mean report back it has to be age appropriate right in terms mm-hmm. of follow up so in terms of um, what, there's like an organization that does the sandwiches Tango Tab you know yes. why did we do this you know did you have fun what did you enjoy the best part about it of doing it that type of thing I think sure. um, will help um, moms and bring in that more family aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's always great to take the pictures and, you know, the kids can remember it and whatnot and they can report back to it at school. Yeah. Too. So, and maybe, you know, um, off cuff, you know, sometimes create a challenge with it. Maybe that, you know, depending upon the age of the child, mm-hmm. maybe they can find activities or something of what their passion is and they can start contributing their a portion of their allowance, you know, yeah. to that to that organization right, right. And, and talking you and know talk. and talking with them because even mm-hmm. you know with the current fundraisers that they're doing f- for their schools oftentimes all they know is like if I sell this I get um, this I get a prize yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I'm exactly. working for something right so it may be more directly tied to um, thinking of business mm-hmm. um, which is important and value 
valuable, but also same time, it's also important to lift up to them. Like, no, this this is happening because your school has a need, mm-hmm. and this is a way for us to, um, you know, for everyone, for you, for the parents, and you know, your loved ones to um, get behind and supporting together um, to help your school get what it needs. Sure. So it has to be. We have to be communicating and, and making sure that they're aware of the the many ways of which um, we're giving and that they're contributing to um, philanthropy because oftentimes they, they don't even realize that but they're not even putting that connection together. Right. And then for us as the parents in the process who are the ones who's really doing it, it's not feeling so uh, Philly, uh, feel good anyway either because <laughs> you feel like, man, I got to show up to work and I'm not supposed to really have this at the job. Listen, <laughs> but I got to move. How about y'all slide these, this and don't say nothing? Okay, cool. What um, We ask all of our guests this um, when we do have guests. What is self-care for you? Mm, come on now, self-care. Because um, <laughs> you've so, given to so many people. Yeah. How are you giving to yourself? Um, here recently, let's see. So I'll say the the, the the most minimal way of which I do that is just finding time to just sit on my couch and be at peace with myself. Just giving my time, myself time on my wonderful couch that I can sink into and just um, breathe, breathe slow, and just and just find some time for myself. Um, also, here recently, the last couple of months, I've been, Made a personal investment, you know, in myself because I said I, I I do everything for these for these children and and every in the community. I said I I'm willing to carve out, you know, I think it's thirty dollars per month um for a monthly massage. All right, yeah. Over at um coffee, is it coffee? Coffee yeah. day spa. Coffee, coffee day, day spa. spa. Yes, coffee day spa here in Dallas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, black owned um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. massage. And fellow Parler, fellow St. St. Philip's parent. Oh, really? Didn't mm-hmm. know that. Oh, yeah. everywhere. Oh my God! Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that. You know, I said I'm gonna start being intentional. I want to do that for myself. Um, something you know that I used to do that I'm I gotta I have to find time to return back to is I, I used to enjoy walking, and you know just getting some fresh air and just moving because also I mean there's obvious health benefits, but you know doing that. But then you know also I have a a really awesome like badass um group of friends who you know they check on me and they just be like yo. I'm coming through with a bottle of wine or, you know, depending on how we really feeling. They, what's nice? There ain't no kids listening, right? No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be having my Ciroc, my crown. You know, that, that's what works for me, right? It's so, so uh, You know, sometimes I just got to sit and just chill, have my little music playing. I get that little Neo Soul station rocking, that Daniel Caesar them, station. You know, know. Man, there's some really hot new music out there here. There is, right? You know what I mean? There like, is. So you just like be I- zoned out. Uh, and I have, you know, I've, I've always, you know, I've tried to make my place a place that, you know, if you're in the area, you just need somewhere to come through, just hit me up. And, I, and if I'm home, come through. And we just chill out, right? You already know that's um, my spot. So that's me. <laughs> I know, yo, that's your house. Because I did, I did that on my way from uh, Austin. Yeah, my house is a already. It's a, it's, my house is that. lovely, but it's also a home. Yes. You know what I mean? So anybody come in, it's literally couches everywhere mm-hmm. with yes. me. So if you are down in the southern sector, the far southern sector, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say... I always tell. Gotcha. I always feel like y'all come through, but yeah, of course, yeah. 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 That's yeah. my. She's so my other buckies, and and one <laughs> that I, I'm. I'm I'm having to return to um, th- that I have to do like immediately, right? So you know, all of these things, you know, momming and you know, 
leading a, a nearly $2 million nonprofit organization. This is very recent as of like this week. I've been promoted um, into this role. The giving circle and um, boards and everything else that I'm involved in, um, you know, there, and especially working in the social justice space. Let me say that I'm working at Faith in Texas, which is directly on the ground. Our, our organizers are right on the ground and trying to address um, the ills that are targeting Black and Latino people here in um, the greater metro, greater Dallas-Fort Worth matrix. Is um, counseling like I was like, so I got called this EAP number. Um, and see if the counselor I really love, you know, somehow can be connected to it. But I have to get back to that because the the, the mental traumas that's been um, mm. taking place in all areas of my life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's a lot. It's a heavy burden. And, and oftentimes, you know, we just go and go and we got this, you know, strength. You know, we can just carry everything on our back and our shoulders and, and in our spines and our legs, our feet, toes, like, you know what I mean? In our hair, you know, we just carry mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I said, I have to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. I said, because all of these things may be fine and good now, um, but I can't get to the point that it breaks me. Um, and then most importantly, um, I, I, I'm relying more heavily on my faith, mm. um, which is in, you know, which, you know, different seasons of my life, you know, mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've been sure. close and then sometimes I've been really far away. Sure. And sometimes I've been <laughs> in just enough, you know, where, you know, if, you know, if I need to just grab the edge, you know, real, you know how you be in the pool, you know, how the kids jump in and I don't really mm-hmm. know how to swim. They'll jump in <laughs> far out enough to just hurry up and reach out and grab the edge of the pool, right? They know yeah. better than to jump too far out because mm-hmm. then they're going to be out there drowning. So we know how to, <laughs> to, to jump into the pool. <laughs> just enough for the, the excitement and the, and the risk, mm-hmm. but not fully because you know how to just reach back in. So that's how I be sometimes with uh, my guy. So I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do better and yeah just you know leaning on my faith and um, definitely about to be you know going back to seek out professional counseling services to help ground me and carrying all of this and ensuring that um, I am at the end of the day the the healthiest um, you know strongest mother that I can potentially be for my two sons who at the, you know I love dearly and they love me and um what I, I would never want is for me to be sacrificing myself for everybody mm-hmm. and potentially sacrificing too much. And, and then they end up having to struggle with the, you know, the loss of me right. because I, I gave my everything to everybody else and, and neglected myself, mm-hmm. which inadvertently resulted in um, any, you know, potential yeah. danger to my life. So for I got to sure. get it together, you know, just... They told me I had high cholesterol a couple months ago, and I just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. Mm. Now, like, every time I feel a little thump somewhere, I'm like, wait a minute, is my, is my vein? Is, <laughs> it, is it pumping too hard or something? What is going on Girl, right now? Shall yeah. let me get it together. So, yeah, yes, I say this. <laughs> Listen to the signs, uh, moms, if your body is telling you anything. And, you know, we, we have to listen, and we have to make the right decisions that for make sure. the changes in our lives. So. For sure, for sure. I know, lady. I know. Nice. Oh. I thank you for coming. Yeah. And giving your wealth of knowledge and philanthropy. You've given me some gems that I now need to go home and (laughs) create a good old outline on what I'm going to do next. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for inviting me to to be here. This is an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any last words or any final thoughts and how black women should move forward in this sector? 
Um, move boldly. Move together. Nice. Mm. Man, she dropped some nuggets. I love it. I love it. So where can we find you? Where can yeah. we find more information about the work you do and your social media hang, uh, handles? Of course. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I've been a little silent the last week or two, various transitions. But you can follow me at Akila, A-K-I-L-A-H, then S, Legacy, at Akila S Legacy, you look at it as Akila's Legacy mm-hmm. or Akila S with S is for my middle initial um, okay. on Twitter. Um, you can also follow um, Heritage Giving Fund at Heritage Giving Fund on Facebook as well as on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow um, the, the Distinguished Ones Movement um, by following the hashtag BlackDFWGives. Okay. So I'm following that hashtag. Um, okay. Heritage hashtag is honor her, H-E-R, her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on those those channels um, and, and the various organizations that I'm support. Oh, sorry, I cannot forget. Follow Faith in Texas. Follow yeah, Faith in yeah. Texas. Well, they, they write in checks. Yes. They know, yes, Faith in Texas. <laughs> and you can follow Faith in Texas on all of the social media outlets. Um, oftentimes it's um, Faith, I-N, and then T-X, not Texas is not spelled out. Yeah, so yeah. TX. And we're also on, go to our website and subscribe to our email at faithintx.org. So please follow Faith in Texas, get engaged in our um, social justice movement, um, organizing directly impacted people through their uh, through their faith communities. And this is a, um, all faiths um, that are included. And so it's an amazing multiracial, multi-faith-based um, um, movement um, and ensuring that we are protecting um, families that are Black and Latino families that are often targeted through policies um, that disproportionately, um, you know, are impacting our families and our communities um, throughout um, the state state of Texas. And more specifically, we're doing significant organizing work here in the greater Dallas area. So Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. Thank you. thank you. Appreciate you both. Yes. We actually like to highlight a, a mom's group as we're doing um, each episode. And this week, it's the Pan-African Women's Philanthropy. Um, and they work to strengthen the capacity of Pan-African women to improve the future of their communities, families, and children. You can actually check them out on our show notes and our social media um, so you can follow them and where to find them and get more involved. Awesome. And please be sure to check out additional resources and links in our show notes where you can find out more information about our topics. You can find out our host bios, excuse me, our guest bios, as well as, um, as Mel mentioned, the group highlight, as well as our mammologist of the week. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Then continue the conversation via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.